then let's yeah i guess we can dive in um i think that something we were talking about last week and something i think would be interesting to dive in deeper is all around um, the assumptions that we make as we're developing this product uh, across the board like from what we think about our users specifically um, and then how that translates into the product itself so does that work for you both it totally works all right <laughs> as far as like jumping in um, let's let in a like a broad general sense let's start with like what are some of the main assumptions that we've kind of started with um, and like what like in our problem statement more or less you know like where did we start and what are the assumptions mm. that we're making as we like get into the product and why we're doing it yeah I would say maybe this one's like self-evident, but I, I would assume that most middle managers, team managers, people who are in charge of small groups of people at sort of knowledge worker sort of positions are underserved in the role of actually doing the day-to-day -day work in terms of tools. They are they're they're cropping things together and using tools that do not fully know about or care about what they're doing and are mostly just note-taking applications. Um, I, I don't know if I can definitively say that, but I, most, I, I think that's a core assumption is that there's, it's an underserved market. Yeah, strong agree. The, under, the underserved, everything Sam just said, that was where my, my mind went first. And then I think a, a quick related second has been, uh, we talked about it a million times on the podcast are sort of very early assumptions that um, there's a, a there's been there's this kind of very quantifiable very definable body of work that is the work of a team manager and that that work is something separate from um, kind of typical project management or just work management and that is separate from sort of purely HR uh, type work and uh, again, I think part of this flows into the underservedness of it is like even the sort of need to say this is an assumption that this work, it, you know, is is a something you could draw a circle around. Uh, so, yeah, my, my mind first went to the underserved bit, which Sam just outlined, which I totally agree there. And then kind of a very close related one is just this idea that the work of a team manager, that body of work being something you can draw, draw a circle around, that's a very quantifiable and definable thing that isn't HR, that isn't project work. And I, I'd say, I don't want to say that's an assumption. Uh, because I mean, we're all we've all lived it and we're all kind of far enough in our careers that that uh, right, that feels like more of a truth than anything. I think there's an assumption, though, on sort of I suppose how you can talk about that and how that resonates and I could keep going on in terms of what that experience has been. But the assumption is that, I mean, honestly, a bit of the assumption there is people will get that. <laughs> yeah. I guess I would say that, that we, we kind of have a couple of assumptions of that. There's actually a good amount of people that wouldn't get that. In fact, yeah, an fair, assumption yeah. that like there's, there's, yeah. there's sort of um, a messy middle of people and managers, especially teams and managers who are so underserved there either the, the manager themselves are not self-aware enough or the teams don't know what a healthy team looks like um <clears throat> that the concepts that we're trying to sell are so foreign that they're like 
I don't know what you're selling me. It sounds kind of floofy. It sounds kind of without a center or like a lot of, um, you know, concrete ideas. Yeah. Uh, get out of here. I don't know what you're talking about. And then we have sort of the flip of that, which is uh, really good managers are being underserved and they know they're being underserved. And those managers are saying, oh my gosh, I wish yeah. I was being, um, I, I could find something that would could do some of the stuff that I'm trying to like uh, strong arm. And then there's also a good amount of people who are kind of on their path to that, but are going, Hey, I'm new to this and this is really scary and complex. And I wish there was something for me that would help me get to the next level. And I need some help. You know, there's sort of different levels of on the arc, but there's a good amount of people that are sort of, it's sort of a, it's a big blind spot for them. And sort of knowing that that's true at the beginning that like, mm. you can't sell to the people that see this as like a mm -hmm. phantom that's not even a need because like, what are you even talking about? They've never, like, if you haven't experienced a good team, if you haven't been a good manager, if you don't, um, again, if you don't see this as a need, why would I know or care about this? I guess would yep. be one thing and sort of knowing that that's a hill to climb, but also sort of saying like, uh, there, there are types of people, there's enough types of people of, of one or the other, you know, sort of the flip that it's, um, that you can get sort of trellis work off the ground just with those people. Because again, teams and team management is such a universal thing was sort of a, a fundamental assumption for us. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll take, so all of that. And then the one step further is that that is at least in part, uh, that a solution can be, that a solution can come from software, right? Like, I mean, yeah interestingly this space to some extent i mean not i don't know if i'd say it's totally well served but it it certainly is served by um services consulting you know this is the type of thing where you can pay somebody a lot of money to come in uh to your company and in theory uh help your managers or, or help your leaders or whatever Manager else. and leadership training and yeah lean into some of this stuff a little more and so for sure an assumption here and i i think we're pretty far down the road on this one being real but an, an assumption here is always that this is a software so that the, the software can be a solution yeah and and saying there's a tooling problem here that 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 and tooling problems tend to try to make things slightly better you know what I mean? Not say I will take this one person and I will flip them completely into another, you know, like that's the one thing about training and coaching is that they're saying I will mold the small pool of people into a, a completely different, you know, type of person. We're saying the people who are already on good paths need more help and they're 10%, you know, 12% better. And that will be large efficiencies across large industry, you know, like large swaths of people. Right. So we're saying we're taking the sort of broader method of like a SaaS model or a PLG model and saying like, look, we can, we can find efficiencies at kind of at scale and at, and a 12, you know, I've, I've sort of had a couple of people say to me, gosh, you know, like even if you didn't make somebody an incredible manager, if you made them a little bit less chaotic of a manager, because you made them kind of follow some patterns mm, yeah. that are positive, and it was like a 10% difference, that would be such a big difference to the people beneath them. And that'd be such a big difference to that person's own personal anxiety levels and stress levels that 
maybe that would be transformative, even if it isn't like suddenly they're the you know manager of the year. You know what I mean? Like 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 small changes matter a lot to the people on those yes. teams, and like I believe that, and I think that's sort of the sort of uh, this transformative change that I'm interested in. Um, so yeah, the, I would say those are sort of some fundamental ones, and then of course we're getting more and more zeroed in on on things we assume about mm-hmm. assumptions we but those are sort of especially f- I, I guess you would say foundational assumptions of the company yeah sure uh i'd love to like double click into that further on like feedback that we've received like even in early like our earlier days we're still kind of early days as far mm-hmm. as like uh yeah, like when you're doing the uh, any sort of research and like more on the ground interviews with individuals on who we think would really benefit from this, what were some of the what were some of the feedback pieces that we got that they would need? You kind of touched on like a little bit of just like incremental change would be great, but um, are we hearing back what we are thinking? Um, one of the, the one that stuck out to me that is less important, but it's worth saying here was I was surprised by how much people, uh, a whole class of person I didn't expect to like it as much as, as we've had some positive feedback, nothing like monumental, but some positive feedback was the project manager role. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Continues. I think project managers are somewhat find themselves underserved by their own tools because their tools are managing other people's work. And they're kind of looking for something that could manage their own relationships and and their own work. Um, I'm not even sure if we're going to 1,000% be that solution, but it kind of revealed an interesting thing to me that like project managers feel underserved. They they have a ton of tools to do their work, but the work that they're talking about in those moments are manage other people <laughs> and manage other people's product projects, you know, and other people's works. And it isn't about juggling the amount of relationships and and work you know what who owes what to who of sort of the meta layer that they go out in the world with and that's still something that's vaguely interesting to us for sure you know there's no there's no um we're still definitely interested in that um and then just like how i don't know i think i think it's been interesting i I don't know if i have a definitive thesis but it's been kind of interesting like who gets it and who doesn't like what it seems like there's a personality style more than almost a role does that make sense to you ben yes is a hundred percent true and uh not to open a whole can of worms but i mean there's so many challenges with that like i because i couldn't agree more <laughs> we have the <laughs> the project manager thing has been i mean super exciting um but also a little bit of a surprise to some extent and you got to it which is i think before a lot of those conversations start conversations started and this is going back to like mid last year or something like that prior to a lot of those conversations we would have said well that space is served and you as you said like a slice of it is a very kind of work focused slice of it is but project managers especially good project managers that kind of view themselves as having a, a broader purview than just you know a, a ticket watcher slash you know you know status checker type type person rightfully so um but yeah like the the man from sort of i would say the somewhat 
I don't mean this negatively, but somewhat generic kind of broad team manager, or let's say first level team manager, um, to project managers to, I mean, we'll get into this, I'm sure, but dipping our toes into some more like product um, uh, mm -hmm. type roles and specific sort of uh, functions within product, but then even to, out to like leadership teams. Um, and look, I'm gonna actually going to keep going. Leadership teams and, and, and sort of, and the unique challenges that leadership teams face when they are especially navigating sort of structural change to their organization, which I would say is a time when they are often facing challenges that have to do with like either uh, an unusually large number of new people kind of stepping into roles or just entirely new roles springing for their organization, I'm saying springing into being right. This is I mean, we've I think the three of us have all been through this before where you're at like a medium ish sized company and like you're literally adding a new wing, right? Like it's we're finally going to have our own marketing department. OK, well, that's a new manager. That's probably that might be a new set of managers or leaders that um, and just to keep it going, because maybe to illustrate the kind of breadth here. Uh, then getting into sort of entire entirely different business models, right? Like we've talked, I, I, I feel like we've talked a bit on the podcast, but certainly outside of it about like uh, sales teams or account style teams where this, I, whether it is the ability to get more structured about how you are um, managing work that is kind of split across very, you know, hard lines, account by account or company by company or, or whatever else, um, or you're in a situation where you're managing teams that are very mixed from a like, you know, maybe this is a team that's some of our consultants plus a client plus a vendor and that sort of thing and, and not having the really the right tools that are fit to navigate that. I am not remotely saying that all of these are our primary use case, nor should they be. <laughs> but we've had a lot of really interesting conversations and Sam, a lot of credit to you on this in terms of like, okay, but how do we structure our thinking? Because interestingly, to kind of bring it home, we are getting a lot of very positive and sort of resonant feedback from a wide variety of um, people in different roles, which is a challenge. It's a good challenge to have, uh, but a challenge. Yeah, totally. I, I think that's a really good, yeah, just generalize that there's just been so many more use cases than I think we were even anticipating, which, yeah, as you said, was a, a good problem to have. So how how do we balance um, all of these different ideas or use cases? And like obviously a sales team needs, has vastly different needs than say um, a UX team. How do we balance that with like where we're trying to take the product? Sam. Sam. That's a good question. And, and, you know, we, you know, all this to say, like, we, we do need to narrow, like, there's sort of, there, just because we found a person or a team in these different yes. zones that resonates with the way we think, we need to be looking at where we most likely to find a high concentration of people that, that understand what we're trying to sell. If there is this sort of messy middle that I described early on of, like, a lot of people won't get it because it's this shadow problem where they're like, I don't even think that's a problem because I've never even seen what the solution would look like. So what are you talking about? Um, uh, like a phantom, I don't know what the best way to explain it, but it's like, it's like not even there, right? Like the, it's like this need isn't, isn't known because it, they've never known anything else. You know, it's like, um, uh, because of that, you've got to look for the people who are the most ready for, 
change. You know what I mean? The people, and so you're saying, well, what sort of target, how do you target towards that? And actually this is sort of an interesting flip towards you, Sarah, too, of like, when we're doing these marketing efforts, just as a group, but I mean, this has been on Sarah's mind a lot too. Um, what what the heck do we do? You know, how do we, you can't take what Ben just said and turn that into a marketing campaign or a, <laughs> right. or a, or a marketing persona, right? Like that's right. tough. That's really, I think a very high performing marketing group could turn that into a persona of like highly empathetic, um the team lead you know whatever there's some version that you could i don't think we're going to <laughs> um so you know we're looking for like where's the bang for our buck and so we're we're trying to figure out how to do that and what what groups might be the most served and you know we've been making some assumptions and i think one of the assumptions we've you know what we're kind of circling around is that you know we think and we've kind of resisted. I've I've personally resisted just because it feels very close to home, you know, and you get worried when you start designing for yourself a little bit. <laughs> Sometimes that's great. And you hear great stories about like, well, we made the thing that we wanted, you know, but um, too close to home. And that becomes, uh, you know, I was thinking about the, the term mirror research versus market research. And so, but what we've, we've sort of zoomed in on is just the power of a UX team and and sort of um user experience being sort of a group that probably understands both the need for like hey we've got to you know the two most common ux um team structure patterns has a lot of complexity in terms of how do you create your norms how do you standardize while being on a lot of projects they usually have team leaders usually like a a large tolerance for collaboration and standardization because that's kind of what their whole deal is. They're usually a little underserved compared to other teams. So we're starting to make some of these assumptions around UX and maybe a little bit into product, but, and that's sort of another thing is that UX kind of touches larger amounts of the org. You, you, they interact with product, they interact with engineering and they interact with QA, they interact with all these sort of very specific groups. And so there's a good, maybe a good PLG flywheel there of like, oh, you know, we're not so focused on them that we don't want those other groups. It's just which one is most likely to be good evangelists and get it the, on the first um, go. Because the most powerful thing anybody can see is the product working. Product just out in the wild working. That's the best demo we have. It's not the website. It's not um, some LinkedIn post. It's going to be it out in the wild working. So who's the world? people who are going to be into that. And so there's a case to be made for UX. And so we're investigating that. Well, it, the truth is we probably would have made the product slightly different if that was our assumption from the beginning. You kind of were talking about like, we were talking about foundational assumptions and like, I assume there's some amount of like, well, how's that change if we have this new assumption? And like, yeah, like <laughs> you have to make some mm -hmm. slight changes if you if you do that. And so we're starting to think about like, how do we reflect the needs that we know of uh, of a UX team? It's probably not wildly different than anything we're doing um, or we're going to do. It's maybe order of operations, like what do we focus on? But um, there is such power to, I mean, people talk about you gotta find your personas, you gotta find your marketing mm -hmm. personas. I've lived through that at a billion pro, you know, projects and, and companies. 
at this company being our company and being this like we're really going through it you know it is yeah. so funny how much the light comes on i mean i'll throw to you guys on this but like it is <laughs> for me it's been really funny of like you just like like it's a, you know ux has a lot of boxes on the pro you know when you're doing the pro cons of like why would we pick them as our main marketing and sort of first adopter um there's a lot of reasons to do it there's also just a reason to pick something because it turns yeah. out you pick something and like the world like suddenly is like oh you got glasses <laughs> like you're like i can see the leaves on the trees glasses you know what i mean like like the focus that it pro- creates is kind of uh i mean i'll let you guys talk about it like i feel like i i've been talking a lot but like i feel yes. like yeah, go. No, like, sorry, it, right. Does it change? That, that I wasn't a yes been talking a lot, I totally agree. You've been talking a lot. No, no, no. <laughs> no I, everything before that statement, I totally agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, I have so much I want to say. Um, uh, first off, the idea that as we have become more and more, uh, I would say, committed in our focus, and uh, I, focus almost feels like the wrong word. Maybe I just mean um, discipline around, you know, whatever it is we're doing day to day or week to week that, that we are trying to say to ourselves, who is this for and and why? And allowing ourselves to be very specific uh, in how we answer that. And you get into, you, you were getting into some of the UX stuff. That, I suppose it's that focus and then that discipline around that focus. Yes, it is. You said you have to go through it. And that is, I think, correct. And what I have discovered, and I think all of us have discovered is, then in whatever you're doing, be it, you know, trying to spec out some new feature or writing marketing content, or look, even just having a conversation with a current user or somebody that you are, uh, you, you know, talking to about the about the app, everything becomes so much clearer and, and so much, it, it just streamlines the communication uh, and the thinking in a way that is, I, I cannot articulate how valuable that, that becomes. The the other piece I wanted to say real quick is, again, in the spirit of you have to go through it, I I think very much a classic uh, thing for a, a startup in a company like ours. Um, but then I'd also say our group as well, kind of the people that make up our company, is just the fear of if I say this is for this specific role and this specific person, the kind of unsaid uh, am I saying no to something else? And what has been, I mean, uh, making that decision, the the benefits far outweigh any cost. But the other truth is, and I think we've really discovered this over the last couple of weeks with some very thorough thinking about these things, is we, I, I want to say months ago on the podcast, we talked about kind of those primary versus secondary versus tertiary use cases and, and that sort of thing. It, it's all still there and you you don't, nothing is really lost. And I, I sort of jokingly come back to, uh, in my own life, um, Trello, uh, which is a, a thing that no joke my family has used <laughs> to organize things like chores for the kids and and like our own little internal like housework and, and things like that i am certain that is nowhere on trello's like hey target user nor should it be <laughs> like of like a a um suburban couple using it to manage the next thing that they're going to fix on their house <laughs> um but it but it works and they're like that's I, I, this is making any sense. I guess I'm just saying like 
we get an enormous amount of value on being very specific about who we're targeting, who that primary use case is in terms of mobilizing what are we building, who are we talking to, how are we get in front of the right people, and, and how are we making sure this, we are being as efficient and effective as we can be um, in just getting this app out into the world, because obviously that's what we need to do. Uh, and it's not like you burn uh, bridges by making that commitment. And if anything, so much of the foundation of this app is, I think, still broadly applicable, is still broadly applicable um, to a lot of different scenarios that like, I don't know, it, it has only been an exciting and a positive experience so far to discover, this gets back to what we were saying earlier, discover the variety of different roles and people that this resonates with and that get value out of this. And also so that we can do our jobs as best as we can say, we're, we're focusing on this particular role and this particular type of work over here. Those two things can exist next to each other and, and be perfectly fine. And I think, I think something that you kind of touched on and Sam, you also mentioned it too, is just being able to empathize with our users. And there's, there's a, like a, I don't know, there's a level of how far we want to take it with uh, like UX managers are something that I'm familiar with Sam. I know you're really familiar with. So like, yeah, are we getting too close to the source, but at the same time, it allows us really to, focus on what we we do know those goals and those pain points and so we can get a deeper understanding of what they're after um not to say that we're we just can't be everything for all people yeah. although we may want to so. yeah and, and i mean it's a lot easier to once you've been successful with one or two or three you yeah know what i mean mm -hmm. that's been the model for everything i remember there's some funny um you know set of stories that people always say to startups that's like you know, this incredibly famous consumer app, it was for this really weird, like, it, this was for, like, what, are, what is it? It's like, that went to the, you know, the way they got their first 100 users by going to this very specific Reddit group. You right, know? right. And th these people <laughs> were for, it was for whale watching. And you're like, what? The, like, how is that <laughs> true? You know, like, they, they pick these very specific things and so like ux lead is not specific you know what i mean like we just know that like it's a team it's a team that tends to be full of empathetic you know to be a good designer you're empathetic to be a good designer you have to be collaborative to, you know you're used to using collaborative tools that you're all in with figma and miro like like we're just we're just going like hey there's it checks a lot of boxes we know it we have like literally 150 things to worry about every day and we're five people if we can reduce the amount of things we have to worry exactly. about and it's still a pretty big addressable market great like the, stop worrying about it <laughs> like like a, you'll be good at this like that is exactly right there, like, it's such a like it's such a like 80 plus percent solution like 80 to 90 percent solution that like a startup like ours should absolutely be making that call right now like we should have right. made that call like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just we afraid did. to like. I, I will, I will totally well, call myself out as, so. as being like, as an assumption. You have to be careful not to like again serve yourself completely. You of know course. what I mean? But like, there's also a moment where you like go like get over it. It actually yeah, fits the exactly. bill. You know what it, I mean? Like, and I think on. we were two and a half months late there. You know what I mean? Like, that's the problem. And so, like, this is a lesson of like anybody at a startup who's listening to this. It's like. Look, if there's an opportunity to match the thing you know really well to your like as an early addressable market, like go for it. Like that's a yes. that's head tailwinds, headwinds. 
Tailwinds. Tailwinds are good. Tailwinds yeah. make you go faster. Tailwinds. That's right. uh, tailwinds. I'm good at this. <laughs> we did it. Wasn't you? Wasn't I? Wasn't the one who had like Boeing experience? And <laughs> I, 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 wait, what? Oh, <laughs> is that an aerospace term? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, look, it's been a while. <laughs> I'm rusty. Uh, anyways, uh, you know, it should be tailwinds for you. It should be. It should be like, oh, great. We like. We get to yes. ride this, you know, like, like this is free, you know, it's free real estate, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. just go, go, go do that instead of worrying about 80 other things and go worry about the 80 other things you have to worry about as a startup. And so like lesson learned, let's go, let's go fast. Yes. It's, it's unlocked things for everybody. Even people who like could not care less about, um, yeah, who okay. we pick picking matters more than anything else picking yes. you know the whole company just gets better if we if we pick and so it's all stuff you know it's all stuff you've heard as a like oh yeah startup should pick their persona and all it's all these things you've done as an employee but like once it's yours you're like oh, you gotta be really careful and you know yeah like, it's like <laughs> something we... precious about it man like yeah i mean the between I'll, I'll say you me and mike i mean we have no shortage of ability to probably overthink and override and over framework these types of things I, I mean at the end of the day the theoretical cost of just making a choice that frankly looks pretty great uh and worse the worst case is maybe adjacent to some better choice and so all fine the theoretical cost of whatever that might be versus the cost of just sitting around and overthinking it and not mobilizing the company. I mean, it's one of those things. Yeah. When, once you kind of, once, once it becomes, once you get clear eyed about it and make a decision, um, that's a no brainer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, okay. One more question as we're looking ahead now, now that we kind of have, we have this bank of assumptions, uh, we're not, I say we've, we've penciled them in, but we're not, I wouldn't say we're totally beholden to them. How do we continue refining these assumptions and mm. evolve with the needs of our users? I'm going to make, I'm going to make the easy answer, which is just talking to people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, the uh, talking to people, uh, talking to as many people as possible. I mean, this is, this is so like obvious. So I'm, I'm teeing up Sam for a much more sophisticated answer. Uh -huh. uh, so get ready, Sam. <laughs> you, you're going to have to knock this out of the park because the only knowledge I'm bringing to the table here is talk to as many people as possible. Truly though, because I mean, yeah. on, on one hand is the, the feedback that we've got on the app over the last, you know, the app or, or prior to it when we were in design mode over the last year or so the the feedback has been amazing obviously it's informed a lot of the conversation that we're having here and has we've certainly been on a journey um and at the same time like man i want that i, I want the number of folks that we're talking to and the number of kind of points of feedback to be as high as possible um because i also want to make sure we're not over indexing on a single user or a single single uh customer or anything like that so yeah, the obvious product thing is is just get out there and understand what's working and what's not working and what's resonating and what's what's not resonating. Um, I there's a, we've we've had I, I feel like we had such an interesting conversation over the last week or so and sort sort of how we examine some of our own biases. But I want to throw it to Sam. Let's see what he has to say. Uh, you made it sound like I have to say something different. 
but it's oh. not it's not anything different i mean we well, have to say it differently then so and well, more profound yeah yeah, yeah. i profound. think that's maybe the thing mm. so well, this <laughs> is all staying oh. in too so mm. so far it's not going you be. must converse <laughs> with your target market representatives Ooh. about the future of your, i don't know um I, oh, and the biggest thing is just <laughs> the other thing is like you'll be so surprised by how often they affirm your direction you know what i mean like like you're kind of being yeah. your cave doing your thing and the 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 other thing that's really great about talking to uxers is they're gonna yes and you so much <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's like it's in there. Every time we talk to a product person, they'll talk to us about positioning. They just can't not talk product. Like a yeah. product owner can't not ask us, like, what do we think about positioning and how are we so going to do things in the market? When we talk to UXers, they're going to be like, what about this feature? What about if you move this over here? Like, like there's this forced multiplier of like, not that I want a bunch of free work from these people, but like the way they think about products is this yes and of like, oh, what if it could be even greater? You know what I mean? Like, not just like, I don't know what I want. I don't know. Just, I, you know, like we're not, yeah. we're not serving somebody without vision. We, we get some value of like, we're serving people who understand product. We're serving people who understand uh, how you ask for things, you know? So like, there's this really nice hmm. secret sauce that we're doing here of like, these people know how to talk about products. So the conversations can be very, um, Oh, what about this? Oh, what about this? Oh, and yeah. and they they've all been very like. I come ac I come away being like, oh, well, I have ten new future ideas. You know what I mean? Like like how which ones are the best? Instead of, I hear a problem now, I have to go really deeply think right. about like what's the root of that problem? You know, which is very common as and a, and a fun part of being a, a designer is kind of going like, okay, hear the problem. What is the meaning of this problem? How do I get at the root of this problem? That's not very common with UXers. Usually UXers just, they've already mm. kind of synthesized what the problem, the root of the problem is because they've, they're already thinking about it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, I, yeah, I don't really know what else to say there, but like, yeah, the, you get some extra benefit to be honest. Like they know how to yeah. talk, they know how to talk about these topics, you know? I will also add that we're, we're in kind of this, I, I've been experiencing it anyway, this sort of perfect moment in, in terms of, as always, as we've just said, going out into the world and trying to talk to as many people as possible. Uh, but because we're in open beta, like the app's right there too. So, you know, we, before talking to me or during or after or anytime, for goodness sakes, like go to app.trailsbrook.com, sign up, check it out, start using it right now, start using it with your teams, off you go. What I'm, my, my point though is that that's sort of a fantastic moment to be in because as much as there's talk to everybody and understand what they need and, and all that, there's also just such a, as long as you're not precious with what you've built, which I in a very good way, I think we are able to not be, um, you want to have a really honest conversation and you want to be able to say to people, look, 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 like I'm really, I'm glad you're psyched about this product as much as I am. Uh, and if it resonates with you, that's really great and all that. But also the like very clear eyed, like the most valuable thing that you could tell me right now is if you're not using it, why aren't you using it? Or like if there's part of it that bothers you, what what bothers you? Or what are we doing wrong? Like I think the app's fantastic right now. I think it's great for teams. I'm excited that people are using it and, and picking it up. Also, I'm sure there are things in it that aren't perfect. <laughs> like I and and so there's a bit of a like and yes and on 
to talk to everybody, which is, uh, I feel like part of my strategy right now is also uh, kind of, kind of be structured about who are your, who are your trusted, um, where are you getting your critical feedback from? That's it. Maybe like where, how are you going out of the world? Uh, and, and it's, it's, it's really easy to get addicted to people saying, oh man, great product. I love it. Super cool. I mm -hmm. uh, can't wait to use it. That it's super mm -hmm. easy to live in that space for a long, long time. <laughs> um, uh, but what I need to know is, hey, if you're not using it, why not? Or if if something about this didn't click with you, like, great, I'm, I'm glad you like it. But tell me, tell me what you don't like. <laughs> yeah. For sure. That was great. I think we're at time all right so um so anybody that's listening go to app.trailsworth.com she's gonna say it <laughs> gonna yeah every, every week now and come and yell at us about and then not come and yell at us. What's working. share yep. your feedback yeah. yeah exactly awesome great work everyone <laughs>